When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We had kind of a non-weekend weekend where we were on the go constantly. One of those activities included a couple shower, and I share with Callie exactly why I don't think there should be couples showers anywhere in the world. Also, a question for the parents of toddlers or former parents of toddlers. I feel like Ellie is I feel like Ellie is banking data to use against us someday. Am I paranoid or is she a tiny evil mastermind planning on overtaking this family sometime in the near future? All that and more on today's show. You are an upsider, living in gratitude, finding the positive in every experience and helping other people do the same. Welcome to The Upside. With Callie and Jeff. If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. Today is Monday, November 14th. My name is Jeff Dollar. Today, I am grateful for quality straws, something that you, uh, that I don't think most people are grateful for until you get a lousy straw. Yeah, lousy straws are, I think Starbucks has kind of nailed the paper straw recyclable thing because theirs are pretty sturdy. What I hate is drinking like three sips of water and then having a soggy straw. Does Starbucks doesn't have paper straws, do they? It's they're recyclable straws, but yeah, I think they changed them at one point. I don't know what I'm talking about, but they're definitely not plastic anymore. I'm talking about everything straw related. Like sometimes the McDonald's straws to me are too wide. Yeah. Um, But a straw more distressing than that is a straw that's too narrow. Mm-hmm. Stra- Starbucks does a is a really good balance. Like their their straws are a, a very solid. That's a good width mm-hmm. and a good sturdiness. Um, but yeah, you don't really realize how how much a, a straw will affect your drink until you've had a bad one. Totally true. My name is Callie Dollar, and I am grateful for my good handwriting. It brings me joy. I know that's random. I write the show boards every day for what we're going to talk about because we have a schedule. Um, and I'm just looking at my handwriting. I'm like, you know what? I have pretty good handwriting. And I worked hard for that because you know how my handwriting came to be. I, I do not. the story. No. What? Okay. So the story is that- um, do, you need, do you need to close the blind? I just need to turn my chair a little bit. <sighs> <laughs> you okay? okay? Yeah. The sun was like in my face. Sorry. Um, so I had a sixth grade teacher, a sixth grade science teacher who had amazing handwriting and she would write on the whiteboard and it was like so straight up and down and really, really pretty. And I would go home and we had a whiteboard at home and I would practice my handwriting to get mine like hers. Now as an adult, it's not exactly like hers, but that's why I have good handwriting. Cause I was like, that's so cool to have good handwriting. So I practice and you know. It brings me joy to like not look down and be like, what is that word? It took me, I wasn't happy with my penmanship until like maybe my late thirties. Is it because you were confident about what you're doing or because you changed it? I think I just, 
became more conscious about being a, a, a tidy writer. Yeah. And actually put thought into it. Mm-hmm. Now I really like my handwriting. Yeah. I like mm-hmm. your handwriting too. I Thanks. think you have cute handwriting. It's very, I could pick out your handwriting from a million different samples. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know yours. Do you I know get, mine? No, I get it confused with this uh, science teacher <laughs> that I know. You're so ridiculous. Okay. So little weekend recap for you. I threw. <laughs> what, what weekend? We didn't have a weekend. I had a non-weekend weekend, meaning I was working on something. I had no relaxing time. I had no downtime. I barely saw you. I barely saw Ellie. Um, and it's fine. The, uh, the neighborhood chili soiree, that was relaxing time. But I saw you for two hours the whole weekend. Yeah, but I Pretty mean, much. you said you had no relaxing time. And, and the neighborhood that we live in threw a block party, I guess. There was just a chance for all the families and kids to get together before the holidays and everybody brought something. We brought dessert. And that was, that was, that was, that was recreational. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It just wasn't, I would, I'm talking about being on the couch. I had big plans for us to binge the crown. Yeah. Um, what we did watch was that crazy Jerry Falwell jr documentary on Hulu. Yeah. Which was, look, here's the thing about that. Okay. If you don't know, I'm not going to waste time telling you who Jerry Falwell is. Just Google it. He is the head, uh, former head (laughs) of Liberty university, which is a super Christian university. And they have Jerry Falwell. There's two Jerry Falwells, the junior, the son, the the older Jerry Falwell was, I think the, the world's first TV TV evangelist preacher. Mm -hmm. Tens of millions of people watched him every week on their TV do do services. And then his son, I think when he passed or when he got older, his son Jr. took over the university that he founded, which is a very evangelical Christian. And they have a lot of like rules. And look, I went to a Christian school. It was very small and we had rules. Like we weren't allowed to have guys in our dorm rooms unless the door was open and you know, you couldn't be laying down and with an opposite sex partner in the room. Like I get it. Liberty is like a lot stricter. Like they have stuff. If you get caught drinking, they'll fine you $500. They have, I used to date a guy at Liberty and they would, he, we'd be talking on the phone and it would be nine o'clock. He's like, all right, it's lights out. Gotta go. Like they have lights out Yeah. as 20 something adults. It's definitely like very, a very conservative environment. And the scandal is that I think most people, you know, find scandalous is that there was like some activities that they were involved in, in their, uh, the privacy of their own home that became public. And to me, that's not really the biggest deal. Like whatever you want to do in the privacy of your own bedroom with your spouse, go for it. You do you. You do you. Or in their case, you do you and the pool boy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so I have no problem with that. I'm like, eh, good for you. You guys are both excited about it. You're happily married. That's great. My thing is the hypocrisy of finding students for doing way less intense things and acting like you're not like the hypocrite part is the part where I'm like, what? But can I play devil's advocate on the, this? Yeah, always. It, the students... One could argue that a student needs more guidance and discipline. Look, rules are always going to be different for children and adults. 
Mm-hmm. Like that's a, that's just a thing. Mm-hmm. So the argument could be made that Junior and his and his wife and their invited guests could do whatever they want, whatever they, they're that's, consenting adults, and that's fine. They're consenting adults, and and that's what they do, even if it violates the rules set for the students because the the students need you know higher guardrails. So that I'm actually. Okay with now, from a PR marketing, all of that point of view, the fact that it all came out publicly, like you're not going to recover from that, like, right? That, that he, mm-hmm. had to, he had to resign, or I think they fired they him. They fired him, yeah. Um, so I was just I was fascinated by the I, the the politics of politics, and we're not going to spoil it for you if you watch it, but. They have political ties, and the documentary talks about how politicians help them cover it up in exchange for helping things along in an election. For future is, for future favors. Like, hey, yeah, I'll take care of this now. But you help me when I need a favor. But you're going to owe me. The fact that things like that even exist- I know. Is so house of cardsy to me. Yes. I It makes me feel like we watch- So we watch the documentary. It's fine. Is it the best thing ever? No. Is it super interesting? Heck yeah, because I love watching things of people that are so different than me that right. I can't even imagine the lifestyle of someone that can call a politician and be like, we need to take care of this problem. Like, right. what? That actually happens in real life? Like, what in the world? And it really makes me feel so uh, naive. Yes. Because I do something stupid. Not only am I not calling someone powerful to cover it up. I can't even lie. Like when Jeff's like, did you have chicken for lunch? I'm like, uh, I, I had did steak. You, did you eat the last of the leftovers? No. Mm, uh, yes. <laughs> I panicked, but on that scale. Anyway, so we did watch that. I wanted to watch The Crown, but I was feeling like, you know, we were working on our laptops while we were watching it. So I felt like The Crown is like a full attention. Yeah eyes on the screen and then we got a download about it. I, I, it needed my full attention. So maybe but, next weekend, but within 30 minutes of the, of the documentary, the we follow both. documentary, both of our laptops were like off to the side. And then 10 minutes later, they were both closed. And then 10 minutes after that, it's how, on the floor. it's how I felt about that. Um, Victoria's secret limited. Yes. Documentary where I'm like, what these people, like, I can't even imagine the lifestyle of, power in that capacity. I mean, it's amazing. Yes. Um, anywho, so we did do that, but the reason it was kind of like a working weekend is because I was throwing a bridal shower for one of my girlfriends who I've known since seventh grade. And, um, as you know, if you have ever thrown a bridal shower, it takes a lot of effort. And this one was for 50 people. There were 50 people there. It was a couple shower, so it was quite large, mm. which takes a lot more time, energy, prepping, planning, et cetera, than your typical like baby shower or girl shower, or whatever. I have long maintained that couple showers shouldn't be a thing. And with apologies to the bride, and the groom, I guess, and to you and everybody who planned so much and so much went into it. I th- this weekend just reinforced my opinion that couples showers Why? should not be a thing. Because you don't want to go. No, I, 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 th- my two things. One, 
if it's for the cup, if it's couples, it should not be called a shower. It should just be a celebration or a party or a whatever. Mm-hmm. Like an engagement party. Yeah. That's what it, that's what it should be. And it should just be a party. Cause I think, I, I don't know, mentally, maybe it changes the expectation or something, mm-hmm. but a couple's shower, it, it just seems there's just, a, there's a lot wrong with it. One, if you are not in a relationship, you're definitely the outcast mm-hmm. at the event. Mm-hmm. Like there were a couple people there who did not have significant others and they just looked adrift and lost mm-hmm. and a little sad. I probably am putting the sad part on. Yeah, you're putting the sad part on them completely. I didn't think they were sad at all. I thought they were having a lot of fun. Um, second, the, I just think that there are, when you label it, a shower, there are things that women will network about over a relationship and an upcoming wedding and whatnot that men in general don't have any interest in. Mm-hmm. And I think you're depriving the women of that opportunity. Um, I- and, and, the, and the guys, most of the guys there, because it was called a shower, I think we're just kind of awkwardly following their women around. Like, what do we do now? Yeah, I. Where, where do we go? How do why, well? Why, why, why do we have to play games? What's happening? Do I have to? Is there a candy bar and a diaper? What is this? The the reason that we did it that way is because it was at the request of the bride and groom. So of we course. said, so at our um, you know, in our little friend group in middle school, anytime any one of us has had a baby or gotten married, the parents of the other girls in that group have thrown a shower. So they threw me my bridal shower. They, the same girls also threw me my baby shower. Um, same group of girls threw my other friend, her wedding shower and her baby shower. And then this is like our, the, the tree, this girl, um, is now having her wedding shower. So it's like something that the parents do. And the first question is, what do you want? Like, what would be a great party to you? And that was what she wanted to do. She's like, well, can we involve the guys and have like a, you know, later type thing? And um, so I think it's just catered to whatever the couple wants. Looking back on it, it felt more like an engagement party. Yes. So Um, it should have been labeled as such because I think there's a weird amount of pressure on guys. Yeah. You guys were acting like it was really awkward and I don't get why guys do that. Like guys don't shower, they party. You're so used the to one it. word on the invitation threw all of you off. Yes. Dad, my dad and Jeff were like, I won't call it hiding because my dad's going to text me and be like, I wasn't hiding. But you guys were talking to each other and like standing off to the side. I mean, there was like a bonfire. There was a bartender. There was like Mexican food. It's no different than anything else. We didn't play games. I it was, made a speech. So it was a, but part, that was it. a toast. It wasn't even a speech. It was a toast. Yeah. It was a great one. You liked it? Yeah. Jeff graded me right after. He's like, here's where I would have done something differently. But overall, I give you 9.4. I only graded you because you notoriously hate public speaking. And mm-hmm. I thought you hit it out of the park. And my comment for you wasn't even about the content. Yeah. You, you said, how did I do? And I said, you did excellent. I would have just waited a second longer for everybody to quiet down. So what did I do? Okay. You nailed it. I thought it was outstanding. So shower slash engagement party thing. I get your point. I get your point. It was really good. My speech made the bride cry, which I was like, that to me is like, check. You did well at your speech. Yes. Bride cried. Yep. Um, I think you probably made other people cry, which 
to me, is worth even more points you than think? making the bride cry. Yeah, bride's going to cry no matter what. So what do you think goes into a good toast? I think your toast had... Uh, the and the only reason that I the, that I docked you the half point is because my first comment to you is you should have introduced yourself in your relationship to the bride. And you said I did right at the beginning. So then my quote my comment said, "Oh, you should have waited for everybody to calm down, quiet down." Yeah, because it was just a noisy room. But you were funny. You connected it connected your relationship and your friendship with the bride with her current relationship with the groom. So you tied it. It was themed. It was themed well. It was emotional. The story that you shared was um, was about, you know, her finding love in her heart and the type of love that she has for friends and how you have seen that. You've never seen a, a, a guy receive that love mm-hmm. until she met her fiancé. I, I thought that was great. And the story of how you guys met – um, and her being at another friend's house and answering the phone and you saying, like, who are you? <laughs> Tied your friendship all together. It was, it, it was 10 out of 10 if people quieted down quicker. Yeah. And I, I just did. wanted to move it along because I didn't want to be awkwardly. I have these fears in my head. So Jeff does a lot of um, not public speaking really, but like emceeing. So when he was in the radio world more, but he still does. So you've been in rooms of a thousand people and had to get a thousand people to be quiet. I've been in rooms of 50,000 people. Remember I used to work for the, Oh yeah. He used to work for the Braves doing, and it just, the amount of effort it takes to quiet people down stresses me out. So I think that for me, I was just like, okay, everyone's like mildly being quiet. This may be the best I get. I'm going to go, you know, I I wouldn't, I would not lose five seconds of sleep. I would not. It was, you asked me for feedback. Mm-hmm. I got to find something. I went nine, 9.5. Anyways, I, I think if if you're considering a couple's shower, I would just relabel it a couple's party or a couple's celebration. Or you don't even have to say what it is. You just say a celebration yeah. in honor of, you know, yeah. friend A and friend B. We appreciate our Upside partners and we appreciate you for supporting them. For more information on any advertiser on the Upside, visit CallieandJeff.com. If you have ever been the parent of a toddler, I would like your help answering this question. Has your child ever alarmed or frightened you with something related to their intelligence? I'm not talking about, you know, you see a kid almost take a tumble off of a high bed and, and, you know, land on their head or break their arm or whatever. Like that's going to scare you, you know, or, uh, approaching a unprotected socket with a, you know, something with a pen in their hand, that's going to scare you. I'm talking about them doing something that seems like it's really, really advanced for their age and having the thought Oh my gosh, what what if what if they could outsmart me? What is what did Ellie do? She's done two And here I want to stop you right there because it's not what if they can outsmart you. It's that we have as adults a lot on our plates. So she the little ones could outsmart us because they're only thinking of one thing. Yeah. And we're juggling 50 balls. Yeah. So in that way they could outmaneuver us. 
There are two things that happened over the past week where this thought popped into my head. I don't want this to sound like, oh, uh, I don't, I'm not saying that, oh, that Ellie is so smart. She's a genius. She's the most brilliant baby. I mean, I think she is, but (laughs) I'm not. Actually, that's exactly (laughs) what you're saying. No, I'm not. I'm not trying to tell the, the story in order to put forth that narrative because I truly have no idea how smart yeah, Kids we don't know. We age, only have one. At age two, are supposed to be. So I, in comparison, I don't know. But twice in the past week, she has, the first one was um, when when she saw a pattern on a piece of paper that was identical to the pattern that was in her bedroom at the house that she lived in to up until six months ago. And she picked up the piece of paper and she said to Callie and I, Ellie's old crib. Yeah. So what and it was, I had Ellie in our old house, like where Ellie was brought home when she was born, I had it wallpapered in a specific kind of wallpaper for her nursery. And I had stationary made thank you notes. And the lining of the envelopes was the same pattern. How and did, that's by, what she recognized. By the way, how did that happen? Like how is there stationary and wallpaper that matches? Um, there's feels- not, I had the stationary custom made by paper daisies and I called Lisa and I was like, Hey, this is kind of weird, but could you make me stationary that matches my daughter's wallpaper? And she was like, yeah, totally. I don't know how she did it. I don't know why, but yeah. Is that, that's, that is, is nuts. I know. Is it crazy expensive? That seems like royal family type stuff. Um, I don't remember. Yeah, honestly. you do. It was expensive. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. It was expensive. Wasn't it? it wasn't. It was expensive, like not going to one of those like mass produced websites. It's expensive because it was a small business, but it wasn't any different than like the Christmas cards they would every year. Hmm. Yeah. Anyways, the fact that she remembered that. And she she knew it was her old like that weirded me out, and I thought that seems like an unusually vivid memory. Like that seems like an, an unusually good memory. And then fast forward to just the other day, um, we found Sadie chewing on something, and when we picked it up. It was just like a little splinter of wood. Mm-hmm. Like I, it could have been a stick she brought in from outside. Um, she got a wooden spoon that we threw away out of the trash and like mauled the handle of it. Oh no, it wasn't out of the trash. We threw it in the trash after she mauled the handle. Ellie was banging on a pot. We gave it to Ellie to use as a drumstick. So I thought maybe it was a piece of that or whatever. And maybe an hour later, Ellie comes up and says, uh, Sadie was eating the toy spoon. And I went over to this little ice cream kit that she had. And sure enough, that's what it was. Yeah. How does she remember? Like, how did she? I listened to this podcast like a couple months ago that said that, and they were talking about um, two-year-olds and they were saying they are so much smarter than we give them credit for. So when they act like they don't understand or something, they actually do slash we don't need to not communicate with them because we think they don't understand. Like when I tell Ellie something, she might not be able to communicate to me that she understands, 
but she gets it and she's soaking it in. And I kind of, I took that from that podcast that I listened to. It's called meaningful living. Um, and I've been thinking about that ever since. And I think it's one of those things where she surprises us every once in a while, once in a while, but overall, I think we just don't give kids enough credit for how much they I feel like, you know, I'm just a jaded person, but, but I'm like in my head, I'm thinking about all the stuff that, that she's probably remembering, you know? And I said, and I'm, and it's my head. I'm like, how is she going to hold this against me? Mm -hmm. Like, what is she filing away? You know, when's the blackmail coming? Yeah. That's Mm -hmm. what I'm asking. Here are your three random things for today. Brought to you by our friends at Cozy Earths. To get 40% off of anything at Cozy Earths, on Cozy Earths website, go to callieandjeff.com slash sleep and your discount will populate at checkout. Three new inductee. Oh, here's your first random thing. Sorry. Three new inductees into the National Toy Hall of Fame. Uh, I love this. Every year it makes me excited. Really? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. The first one is a toy that dates back to ancient times. Just a simple top. Oh, okay. Which is oddly, Ellie got a little Halloween packet. Like, instead of candy, one house was handing out little things with like a little bubble stick and some toys and stuff. And there were a couple little plastic tops in there. It's an oddly relaxing thing to do. Mm -hmm. Is just spin a top and watch it spin and then spin it again. Yeah. Uh, The top, Masters of the Universe... So those toys, I think that's like He-Man and stuff. I have uh, no idea. Yep. And then uh, number three is the Light Bright. Oh, the Light Bright. Yep. That's yep. a classic. I can remember the Light Bright that I got for Christmas one year. I remember I got it. At I my, remember too. I remember mm-hmm. it was at my grandmother's house in uh, that we went to every year on Christmas. We drove north, went to grandma's house. And I, I remember sitting in her living room playing with it and thinking how neat it was. So cool. Your second random thing is Americans eat approximately 100 acres of pizza every day or 350 slices of pizza per second. Five billion pizzas are sold all over the world each year and three billion of those are in are in the U.S. And um, pepperoni is the number one choice amongst pizza toppings here. And your three random, third random thing is also food related. Uh, chocolate sales have been booming as stressed out customers reach for something sweet to take the edge off. Uh, historically, chocolate sees a small bump during stressful times because people like to just you know, lose themselves in a chocolate bar, mm-hmm. crave their sweet tooth. Uh, but researchers are saying that they think it's gone up so dramatically during this particular period of stress because uh, people are so in tune with uh, mental health and addiction and other health-related issues that there are just fewer smokers and fewer uh, big drinkers on the planet. So the number three vice is rising up the ranks, and that's chocolate. And those are your three random things. Thank you for listening to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. Most people learn about The Upside from their friends. Please tell everyone you know about this podcast so the amazing Upside community can continue to grow. We have to get some closure on two things that we've talked about on the show over the past month and then never came up again. Number one is when I bumped the car in the parking lot, Mm -hmm. whoever I bumped, I've never heard from them. So obviously but they, you did the right thing. So good for you. Yeah. I left him a note and said, Hey, reach out to me. If, if you notice any damage, obviously he didn't notice or she didn't notice any damage. Never heard from them. Number two is a question for you, Callie. Whatever happened with your 
downtown traffic ticket for turning left on red? My downtown traffic ticket, I hired an attorney and um, I paid a fine and it's all gone. I have not yet been successful in changing the lights, but yeah, so I feel like I'm in limbo, but. Completely gone or did you get any points on your license? Or I got no points. Good. No points.